It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, officially known as the mayor of PHNX. We're going to get that put up on one of these graphics up here behind me soon enough. Uh, and we thank you guys for joining us here on the podcast. Of course, I am joined by my vice mayor, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Derek, today marks the first show in the history of the PHNX Diamondbacks podcast where the person on our front cover art for the show is someone who I have absolutely no idea who they are. <laughs> so this is going to be it's going to be an interesting one for me. Yeah, <laughs> we're casting a movie today, Jesse. We're doing biopics and stuff. I don't so watch movies, Derek. I don't know any nothing. of these people. <laughs> I know, I know. So I I I went ahead and and played casting director. Uh, so that we could get this figured out because we're on a budget, we're on a time frame, and we got to start shooting, Jesse. This shooting schedule yeah. begins very soon. But I want to remind all of you that this show is brought to you by the fine folks over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and simply for betting a dollar on any NFL team to score, uh, you will win $100 in free bets instantly should they score any points. Uh, again, our code is PHNX to get that offer, and go get some money. It's holiday season time. We got to recoup those funds. I know most of you uh, hopefully have already gotten your holiday Christmas uh, and other holiday shopping done. But if you haven't, uh, then, you know, there, there, there could be your money for that. So, uh, Jesse, we have actual uh, news. Is it news? I don't know if it's news, but MLB yeah. revealed today their top 100 prospects on a uh, special that they had on the MLB network. First thing I thought was interesting in watching it was that they just did the top 50, which I really have to question. Now, we are a baseball podcast. We at times have expressed our struggle to come up with content for this show during both the most boring time of the baseball season and a lockout, the combination of those two things happening at once. But MLB had a fine opportunity here to give us a two-hour program and go all over all 100 prospects. I know it's baseball. I know most of them in the top 50 won't even work out, right? Because we are talking about uh, not MLB prospects that are already in the system, but these are the top 100 MLB draft prospects. It's uh, it's an interesting event for them. And frankly, I, I kind of wonder who watches MLB Network this time of year, right? It's me. It's this guy. It's, okay. yeah, it's right. me and like three guys in Ohio, basically. Yeah, I'm glad there's someone out there yeah. because, uh, yeah, MLB Network in, in the offseason and especially during a lockout where you like can't legally talk about much 
is is especially complicated right I'm now. I'm surprised they're even on. I thought I would go there and it was just going to be a blue screen is what I thought yeah. that I was going to you know, see. You know what else I have to comment on is I'm starting to see teams uh, advertise like ticket packages. And it's like, hold on a second here. Mm-hmm. We, we don't even know if we're playing a yeah. season. As of as of right now, we are in the middle of a lockout and you're, and you're selling tickets for games that theoretically, as of right now, would not be played. So I find that a little suspect what they can and cannot do around this time of year. Wait one goddamn second, Jesse Friedman. Did you just say that we don't know when the season is going to commence? Well, do you not know? I thought you knew. I thought you knew the exact date and time when it was going to commence. Well, I know, Derek, but yeah, it's January 28th. I know that. And you know that. And all of our listeners certainly know know that. that. The viewers, but, maybe not so much, but the listeners, they definitely know. Yeah, they definitely right. know. But uh, but Major League Baseball, I mean, they can't see into the future uh, like some of us can, Derek. So they're completely oblivious to this. And in their mind, <laughs> who knows? Who knows when the season will come uh, back, if at all? Yeah. So I don't know. You know. Who funny. knows? Jesse Friedman. I know. Jesse I know. Knows. Right. That's the uh, answer to the question. The, the, the definitive answer is it's definitely not going to happen before 2022. Reports came out today that they are basically shutting down for the holiday season, which yeah. we knew this was going to happen. This was inevitable. It's lockout season. Uh, we need to get a little, a little like, you know, Santa hat on Baxter in this picture because it's lockout season, all holiday season, and he's probably <laughs> going to be celebrating uh, New Year's watching fireworks in those pajamas too because uh, we're not coming back before the new year. And again, that's something we were pretty clear on and we knew. Uh, again, it's weird because when I talk about that this is the dead season of baseball, this absolutely would be the the worst time as far as news transactions and things happening regardless if this was yeah. a normal season without a lockout this would be when all activities shut down pretty much for the holiday season anyway so it's no surprise i think it just can infuriate people a little bit it's like when congress has a big bill to pass or something important to do and they just decide to take their normal break yeah. and go off and do it without resolving the issue we right. want to see them resolve the issue and we don't want to see them take this holiday break and have a nice holiday with their family we want them to get to work fix this go fix this and then give us baseball back but uh an interesting development jesse with the top 100 prospects uh and looking at the top five our man the guy who tank season was all about elijah green uh has slipped down to third in the top 100 mlb draft prospects which i am fine with jesse let's stash him away don't tell anybody (laughs) about him um but uh drew jones uh, that is spelled that way. Yes. Spelled with a U uh, yeah. of, of, of Andrew Jones uh, outfielder. Uh, he is the top overall number one ranked draft prospect followed by Tamar Johnson, second baseman, then yeah. Elijah green uh, followed by Jacob Berry, a third baseman and last Brooks Lee, a shortstop from Cal Poly. So, and not, not really any surprises there, to be honest, a little bit of a shuffling of that order which you could question why that happens. It could be based on the progression that they've had over the last year or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, seeing Elijah Green still in the top three is nice. I know that the Baltimore Orioles are very fond of Tamar Johnson. He was on that uh, that MLB Top 100 Prospect Special and was a uh, great 
to hear him like he seems like a ready talent like he uh huh. so and i don't know i don't know if the diamondbacks would necessarily go after a second baseman at this point but considering the development and the time it takes to plug these guys along and get them through the system i don't think anything's off base i don't think they're i don't think they're looking at needs at this point would you say probably not probably not and i mean if they were looking at needs they would probably take a starting pitcher but none of the five names that you mentioned you are starting pitchers Correct. and actually looking at this list i have it in front of me here the first starting pitcher or the first pitcher i guess i should say is dylan lesko according to MLB Pipeline, and he comes in at number nine. So the Diamondbacks, we don't know much, Derek, but we know with a reasonable amount of confidence, the Diamondbacks are probably taking a position player with the second overall pick in the draft, which I guess I guess I shouldn't say second overall pick because as you wrote about the other week, theoretically, right. under the new CBA, it's possible that that pick could get uh, could get moved around. Um, but at all the, the Diamondbacks are guaranteed is one of the top three picks at this point. Yeah, so, one of the top three, assuming that that proposal that you mentioned is the one goes that, through. That ultimately or, yeah, goes right, through. because it it could be something else, and it could jeopardize their their draft position even at in, at number three. It could be more of an NBA NHL lottery style where they involve more than just the top three picks. We don't really know. We don't really know a whole lot about that. But um, but one thing that that we can say is that. that by no means is there a closed door right now on the Diamondbacks getting Elijah Green. Uh, so if you were one of those people go. going crazy like over Elijah Green, like Derek, this guy right, right here there. on the screen alongside me, right? This is good news for you because Elijah Pretty Green so. is 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 there. And I think what's what's the best news from my standpoint, Derek, is that all of these guys are real legit talents. I mean. Yeah. This seems to be a pretty strong draft, uh, especially here at the very, very top. I don't think the Diamondbacks could go wrong taking any of the the top three names that you mentioned, probably any of the top five names that you mentioned. Uh, Drew Jones, um, like you alluded to, he's the son of Andrew Jones, who, of course, had a pretty legendary career in Major League Baseball. Uh, he's a little bit leaner uh, than his dad was. Maybe he, he you know, comes into his own as, as far as his strength over time. Um, but he's a legit prospect. I mean, I think uh, Drew Jones, Tamar Johnson, and Elijah Green, all of these guys are potential five-tool players. They don't really have any clear weaknesses in their game. Um, so it, it's exciting. I mean, however this turns out, the Diamondbacks are going to be picking high, and they're going to get a really good player. And for all of the tank season people, including once again you, Derek, because you were chief among all of them, this is this is probably some semblance of relief right because yeah. because you know that it doesn't look like the difference between the first pick and the second pick at least on paper as of right now it's not the type of draft where it seems like the difference is very big and that's always what you worry about in that situation is if there's one jackpot player and then everyone else i don't think that's the case this year well and from <clears throat> from what I got in responses to my my piece and some of the people that were familiar with the Baltimore Orioles organization, like I said, they were really fond of Tamar Johnson. So for me, yeah. one of my concerns there was him possibly shifting down, you know, a little bit further. The fact that he stays above Elijah Green at this point, that, like you said, that makes me happy. Uh, you know, to be honest, the, the Pirates, I think, who have the third overall pick could walk away with Drew Jones in this situation very possibly. And that would be a total baseball thing to have happen. It's not surprising for teams to 
you know, you still go with their guy and pass up on the number one overall pick because that person isn't exactly who they were, you know, looking at. Baseball is so fickle with its draft. And I think that's the reason yeah. why, even with my <laughs> my my uh criticism of the MLB network's lack of coverage of the you know numbers 100 through 51 uh, i get it you know it's we're we're definitely talking about high school players and and when we talk about the draft you know look at what occurred with kumar rocker who declined his his uh, signing with uh, was it the mets I believe it was the mets yep. that drafted him yep. yeah and such now, a such a mets thing <laughs> so so beautifully mets <laughs> well and uh, i think he also now he's ranked 31st overall which is quite a drop from where he was actually yeah. drafted at i mean it shows it shows the depth in this year's draft that a guy like kumar rocker who is still pretty highly thought of is is you know not even breaking the top 30 that's pretty telling yeah absolutely uh, another interesting piece of MLB news that came out today. Uh, I know, strangely enough, that there was MLB news. Uh, the Mets are conducting second interviews with a few candidates, including former manager uh, of the Arizona Diamondbacks, Buck Showalter. Wow. So I ask you, Jesse, are the Mets actually building the D-backs from a different multiverse? Is that <laughs> is what is happening? Is this a is this like a what have could have been team? I don't get what the hell is happening with the New York Mets. Well, you're mixing a lot of different time eras, right? So they've been that's Eduardo the multiverse Escobar. part of it. It's broken. Yeah. It's like the new Spider-Man yeah. movie. It's, it's all a, screwed up. What is Eduardo Buck Showalter doing on the same team as you know uh, <laughs> Starling Marte? Those that that didn't happen at the same time. It is so. It's Eduardo Escobar. It's Starling Marte. It's Taiwan Walker. Is there any names I'm missing? Max here? Scherzer. Oh, that's a that's a small one. That's a yeah. small one. I know that's, it's easy to forget little, that little one. Little one to miss out. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a little. That's I don't know if any of those guys played at the same time. Yeah, maybe Eduardo Escobar and Taiwan Walker. I think Taiwan Walker was probably hurt once Eduardo Escobar came in. So I don't know if any of those guys ever played. At well, the guess same what? Time. Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire are never in the same Spider-Man movie before, but it's happening, Jesse. It's happening, there and this go. is what's happening on the Mets. Did you uh, have predicted that, Jesse? Uh, yeah, yeah. Where's that prediction, Jesse? <laughs> yeah, that one. Figured right. out? I, thought, I thought this was you, Jesse. <laughs> the great, the great and almighty wizard, Jesse. Pondering um, the orb. <laughs> is this where I'm supposed to like? compliment your crown placement shane except like instead of crown placement it's like where you put my face yes yes yeah that's the exact time for that jesse um but yeah i i don't know i don't know if that's going to work out for them i don't know if they did their research quite on the history of the d-backs um because if anything they should travel back in time and acquire members of the 2001 team if they were smart and bring them back and we're going to get to that because things have gotten crazy with sports biopics and i'm excited about some of the ones that are coming out but before we talk about that, uh, as Jesse alluded to, we uh, do have some articles over at gophnx.com covering uh, MLB free agents, or at least the free agents the Diamondbacks have covered during Mike Hazen's regime. And I'm going to have an article up tomorrow on the top five prospects from MLB's uh, top 100 prospects list, and just a little bit more information on those guys. Obviously, we've talked about Elijah Green to an extent, but there's a good chance that one of the other four could end up as a member of the Arizona Diamondbacks. So we'll uh, have some information up. Go become a member if you're not already. And if you're not, what the hell, what are you waiting for? Go get it now. It's not just our coverage. It's all the coverage. We've talked about, I am the biggest Gerald fan 
in this room right now and there's that nobody that's true. going to refute that. that is not true but Jared. i'm just going to say i am because go read gerald's writing go read everybody's writing jesse's wonderful writing my okay substandard writing uh but you can get all of that over at gophnx.com become a member sign up to become an annual member and you'll get a free t-shirt over at gophn uh, or at the phnxlocker.com um or you can get the month to month option and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents um and again become a member of a family we call you a, a member because that's exactly what you are you get access to members only discounts over at the phnx locker uh, and as well as uh, our members only discord which jesse and i will be very active on once there's baseball news to talk about so if not we can go talk about how little jesse knows about pop cult, pop culture references and oh please in the, um we don't need that in because the Discord, let me tell you Derek. i had to take <laughs> over on this but go become a member at gophnx.com um and we, we need to talk about this though the arizona diamondbacks 2001 world series team i think it would make a great movie jesse i know you think it would make a great movie and with the recent release of the Kurt Warner biopic, American Underdog, as well as the upcoming HBO series on the LA Lakers winning time. I don't know if you saw a preview for that, but it looked excellent. Um, and I was just wondering, like, what would the Arizona Diamondbacks World Series team movie look like? The tale of that season. So, Jesse, I casted it. Let's you take a look. It. Oh, All my right. gosh. I got here what what I what I have is some of the more important roles and supporting roles here. Uh, first off, let's start with Bob Brenly as Tom Selleck, because I can't think of a more iconic mustache to match up with Bob Brenly's <laughs> iconic mustache as Tom Selleck. Put a hat on that guy, and it's a dead ringer right there. That is uh, that's that's it. Uh, this next name, uh, I Jesse Boy. I'm a big fan of this actor, Chris Diamantopoulos. There you I'm go. pretty sure I said that right that time, but it's Chris Diamantopoulos. Uh, he is from such shows as Silicon Valley. Uh, there is a bunch of roles he's been in, and I've always enjoyed his acting. Now, here's the thing. Not only do I feel like he's a dead ringer for Luis Gonzalez, but I feel like this movie, if, if I'm not mistaken, would be based uh strongly around gonzo right like he would have to be a pretty important role in this film uh yeah. probably one of the main stars uh alongside his co-host or co-host not you're my co-host co-star <laughs> randy johnson who yes i know sam elliott is literally the only human being on the planet that could play randy johnson and i know sam elliott is very old but let's be honest randy johnson has looked like he was 75 years old since he was 26 and <laughs> i'm pretty sure that in this film through makeup and cgi we could definitely match those two up i had a hard time with jerry colangelo here Okay, mm -hmm. I went with Stephen Van Zant. I there were a couple others that that were uh, runners up here. Chaz Palmateri. Uh, it was a hard role to cast. This would be a very important character. I just think back to his time on The Sopranos and think he can handle this kind of boss ass role, right? Because that's a boss ass role. I had Jerry a problem Colangelo, with Jerry Colangelo has kind of a, I don't know, like like he's not like the big mean boss type that's what know? i'm saying 
Yeah. I know you didn't watch Sopranos. He, neither was Stephen Van Zandt. He was more of the he was more of the voice of reason at times on the show. Okay, all right. All right. He's only that picture. It's just a little off-putting. It doesn't really. Well, that's from his time as a member of the E Street Band. That's different. That's okay. the E Street all Band right. time. That's his. That's his double life that he does. Um, but down here in the corner, this <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, oh, Kiefer Sutherland. Time is not kind to any of us. I would never have thought to cast Kiefer Sutherland in this role until I saw a more recent, older picture of Kiefer Sutherland. And unfortunately, he's starting to look a bit like Kurt Schilling. So he does, he does kind of look like Kurt Schilling, I have to admit. Again, I feel like the uh, uh, the nature of the role would, would require a big actor. And I think that, uh, you know, we're looking for a big star. I, I also played this game uh, money-wise, right? So I was trying to get some value here. I could have gone for, you know, Brad Pitt for some of these roles. I could have done the money ball thing and cast, you know, uh, somebody very good looking in some of these roles. I think Christy Montopoulos is, he's, he's a pretty good looking guy. He can, he's a dead yeah. ringer for Luis Gonzalez, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris Tucker is Tony Womack. He might be too tall, but I love this so much. Uh, <laughs> I think that that's a, uh, I think that's a good matchup. Uh, I also really had a hard time with Craig Council. I know there's a comedian or an actor out there uh, that I just can't think of who he is that looks more like him than DJ Qualls, but we're going to give DJ Qualls some work. I know he hasn't been active uh, too recently as an actor, so we're bringing him back. And look, that's not a qualification here. Sometimes people, they their careers can resurge in a biopic like nice. this, and this is exactly what we're going with. Nice qualification. Qualification. Hey. Uh, hey. Oh, man. I, I like when Shane produces our yeah, show. Shane, Shane adds so much to the show. That was he really does. Quality, he really does. Um, <laughs> last year we got Michael Ely as Miguel Batista, and I went purely on beautiful eyes with this one. Just purely on gorgeous, go. stunning eyes to match up with Miguel Batista's stunning eyes, and that's um, that's your primary cast for the 2001 D-backs movie. I need to know what people think. I need to know what they would change. Who don't they like, and who would they cast? Maybe we have other roles, right? Uh, Anthony Edwards as J Bell. These are all names I know Jesse doesn't know, so it's kind of like no, I'm speaking no to a wall right now. <laughs> I know Shane over here supports me though, and yeah, he likes yeah. my casting maybe decisions. Hear, maybe we should hear what Shane has to think. Shane, did he do okay? Because I don't know enough to really. Yeah, I thought he did really... a phenomenal job. Thank you, Shane. You're okay. Thank you, Shane. All right. All right. Uh, but okay, let's talk about this though. Uh, the events of the Diamondbacks, you know, 2001 World Series. We have the we have the casting done, but. The movie, I think, actually would be a compelling movie. Uh, all mm. things considered, I've watched Moneyball. I've been watching a lot of movies lately, uh, but Moneyball really made me just kind of laugh at some of the things that they did in the movie, right? Like Moneyball is supposed to be this true life story, yet they created a single very important character who they refused to name who it is, and he's a fictitious person, yet everybody else in the movie is real. That is a very weird like part of Moneyball for me. I get it. They they wanted to keep that person anonymous. And I, I even read an article or two that kind of named who who might have influenced that character, who who it might be based on, right? But still, it seems like a very odd thing to have such a major plot point in a movie like that that's supposed to be about true life stories uh, and just have this one fictitious character kind of in there that isn't a real person. Right? Wait, what character are you talking about, Moneyball? Jonah Hill's character. He's a totally real, totally real guy. No, he's not. 
No, he he's absolutely not. he absolutely is. I'm telling can, you though, I can his, look up his name right now. Go his ahead, look it up. Redo your research right now. I'm telling you that Jonah Hill's character was a fictitious character. It was just based on so. I'm telling you, look it up, it's, Jesse. It's, I know um, I'm I'm asking too much of you sometimes to know this pop culture information. You no, can find no, out I'm wrong I'm gonna, and then tell me I'm wrong. That's I'm going to impress you with my pop culture. I want to know that right now, Derek. It I is. Guess it is Paul D. Podesta. Paul D. Podesta. He is now, um, he's that, kind of since changed from the baseball world to the football world. But that's who that character is based off of in Money. Yes. As far as I'm who aware. the character is based off of. Yes. I'm not saying oh, you just that. mean there's no one named Peter Brandt. Correct. And okay. that they're, they're, everybody else is real people. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like they that just is, chose That is the, very fair. Yeah. They chose to change the name of one very important character in the movie. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know that that would be like changing Jerry Colangelo's name. I feel like in this film, considering he was so instrumental in the changes to this team. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I would even take a step backwards in this film to that meeting. Right. I mean, I, I think that's where I would start that meeting. We've talked about this uh, quite a bit on this show, but I would take it back to that meeting where Jerry Colangelo had a talk with Gargiola and others in the organization about the fact that they had lost so many uh, season ticket holders in that first season and that they needed to do something about it because I feel like that is the, that's the catalyst. That's the moment that led them to that 2001 world series. Right. And it's, you know, it's that happened after 98. So, I mean, you might not need to show the whole time period leading back up to 2001, but if you start the sure. movie there, that's a very influential moment in this organization's history. And then going from there, as far as what happens two seasons later, is pretty impressive. You know, considering that Colangelo brought people into a room and said, "We need to do. We need to throw however much money it takes at this to make this team a winner because people will not stick around for ten years to watch this team eventually start winning." And sure. that meeting led to you know that faithful night on game seven you know where we where we end our story if you will or wherever it goes right yeah but, i'm trying to i'm trying to think because yeah it's one thing to cast the movie but it's another thing to figure out like what the story arc really is because sure. moneyball is fundamentally a movie about billy bean and also peter brand right like the like they're really the stars of the show there it's Correct. really not it's really not a movie about the players almost at all they make little appearances here and there. Um, you know, Scott Hatterberg is kind of blown up a, a little bit. Um, and you hear from other players, David Justice, uh, you hear from a decent amount. But it's really not about the players. It's more about Billy Bean and Peter Brand. Um, so I guess, is it, a, is it a movie about Jerry Colangelo? I feel like he's, like, I don't know who else is a big star there. Because Bob Brenly obviously played a big role. But there aren't, there aren't a lot of, storylines that i'm aware of that you could really make an entire movie out of just based yeah. on bob brenly and same with other people in the organization like i'm not sure if there's any one person that you kind of use as your main protagonist throughout the whole thing it would be interesting to see because we would need to actually know probably some more inside stuff maybe maybe some stuff yeah. that isn't see like because that's what was surprising to me about moneyball considering that that period of time wasn't that long ago that they kind of had so much inside information about what happened in these meetings and such right you know obviously uh billy bean was heavily 
involved in the production of this movie and i'm sure right. probably quite a bit in the casting of it if, if you know if i'm casting you think, you the think Billy, movie, did yeah, Billy Bean, did billy bean really pick brad pitt i i would i would pick really? it for myself i don't even care you if it looked like me reason. i'd be like yeah <laughs> brad pitt he wants to be in this movie yeah i don't care i don't care how much we look alike um but i i do think that yeah there's like different stories to be told there right like kurt schilling and and you know how he impacted the clubhouse and maybe because we know about his attitude and his views and such now and i just wonder if there's any stories about him being kind of a polarizing person in the clubhouse as well right randy johnson mm. another guy that i don't imagine being the warmest individual to be around no, in the no. clubhouse or be a teammate of right you know so that's why i feel like the story arc would be tough because because randy johnson it's not like there's any difference between Randy Johnson at the beginning of the story and Randy Johnson at the end. Like Randy Johnson, 2001, even after they won the World Series, I don't think was this, you know, super relaxed, like <laughs> down to earth sort of guy. Like it, I, it's, it's weird he to learned think about. A lesson like, and he changed throughout the course of the movie, Jesse. That's what. No, I don't. There's I don't none of that. He did. That, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. But I don't so. necessarily think that that's that's not what it would be entirely about you know yeah, what i mean like yeah. when you take a look at like a fictional baseball movie like major league right i mean it was just about scrappy guys coming together and you know being a bunch of rejects that eventually had success right and i mean to an extent the way that the diamondbacks were built was was they were this team that was put together piece by piece by acquiring all of these not really different... scraps though I mean, but not scraps that's what i'm saying no yeah. no and i'm not saying it would be that 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 kind of story but i'm saying like yeah. it's the acquisition of the guys and getting them together and you know again there are a lot of stories we might not know and there's things like that i think that would have a big um influence in that story right like uh succession is this show on hbo and it's weird to talk about it because it has like this really dry sense of humor but it's also very dramatic uh and i i just find it to be hilarious even though it's not really made to be a hilarious show their banter and their things they say and stuff is very funny i felt the same way about moneyball watching it right moneyball mm -hmm. like a lot of the banter and stuff is kind of funny but it's yeah. a, it, like on paper it's a very boring movie and if you're not a big baseball fan i would imagine that you, there's not a lot there for you to grab onto right yeah. like other baseball stories try to be a little bit more universal and bring in the casual movie fan whereas moneyball was like <laughs> look if you don't know what rbis mean get out of here like you're not even you're not yeah. you shouldn't even watch this film right so that's you know i i think a position that uh you know, that's probably something this movie would have to be a very baseball driven focused movie. But I definitely think there's funny moments. I think there's funny characters. I think Bob Brenly would be great as a character, especially played by Tom Selleck. Uh, I love yeah. Mr. Baseball, so I want another Tom Selleck baseball movie. But that that's a that that's an interesting thing. And I mean, that's something that we would definitely have to come up with. Most importantly, we need to figure out who plays Flag Lady, Cindy McBride, who plays Flag Lady. Could we have. Could we have Flag Lady play Flag Lady? There we go. Maybe. I like it. I like she's it. Still, yeah. She's still doing it as far right. as I well, know. Well, not only is she still doing it, she's doing it at a high level, right? She has more consistency in her game than half the players on our roster right now. You know? There you so, go. There you go. Flag Lady. Uh, reminder, 
You guys go off to DraftKings Sportsbook app. Of course, use our code of PHNX and simply for betting a dollar on any NFL team to win, you will score $100 in free bets instantly. And just as a reminder, DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And you can get down with uh, our code of PHNX. Uh, you can get down with our parlays. Uh, I, you know, Shane's here, so now he can hear me say it, but I, I've stripped myself of all parlay related nicknames because I have not hit one in a long enough time that I cannot call myself Mr. Parlay yeah, or went three for three or, last night on the PHNX or, or, show. Yeah, I bet you did. I bet you did. And <laughs> I, I bet there was very negative, terrible things said about me. Uh, I'm also not calling myself Big Papa Parlay because I would be stealing uh, our friend. Uh, is his nickname but you know i'm not supposed to talk about that because jesse says for me not to he says he tells me that it's not good for my self-esteem to talk about how much better other people's <laughs> nicknames are than mine but uh, and just yet this happens you, every show <laughs> every show every show because i'm still not over it. i lose sleep at it uh, about it almost every night uh, but you can combine multiple bets from the same game for same game pay uh, bigger payout uh, more legs you add the more money you win you can buy, combine multiple bets from multiple games or multiple sports even on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And the important thing there is the more legs that you add, the more money you do win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. And remember that code to get $100 in free bets is PHNX. 21 and over only, Arizona only. Gambling problem, dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And Jesse, I need to get back to this movie, though. I, I am... I need to figure out because we're 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 wrapping up the show. I need to figure out what the perfect ending for the movie would be. What well, is they, our what's our win. perfect point of ending? Would it be the single? Is it that is it the is it the single and then cut to slow motion and everything just happens and that's it? And then we like roll credits after that? Or or do we show any of the Arizona Diamondbacks story? beyond game seven of the, of the 2001 world series in this movie. Hmm. Well, first of all, you use Greg Schulte's call, not Joe Bucks. That's a there you go. One. Okay. Um, Noted. And I think, I think you cut it there. Yeah. I think it's, right? I think it's done. 80 slow-mo zoom into flag lady. 80 slow-mo zoom, yes, into, flag zoom lady. into flag lady. That's where spin, it is. Spin in a flag and then like do like a clockwise wipe. And following yeah. the flag around. Yeah. For some reason, yeah. kisses somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve Finley. That's who he kisses. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> I didn't cast Steve Finley because I couldn't think of anybody like well, Steve Evan, Finley. Evan such... Thompson. Evan Thompson threw out there. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I don't think yeah. Kevin Bacon is handsome enough to play Steve Finley. And that's Steve no Finley's disrespect a, to Steve Kevin Finley's Bacon. A... He's a pretty good looking guy. Yeah. You need a, yeah. I don't know if Kevin Bacon quite cuts it. I My friend Daryl told me is. I should have picked Face from A Team, but he's talking about the original television show. And that's too long ago, Jesse. I need it to be a recent actor. I'm, I'm filming mm -hmm. this movie soon, so I can't call. I mean, I don't even know if that man's still alive, Jesse. That was one thing I had to make sure, by the way, in casting <laughs> this. Too many <laughs> actors I know and love are actually have passed away, and I've completely forgot about it. And I felt awful about it because there were guys that i actually like ran through their bio and it had like you know a date of death and i had oh. no idea up till that moment that they yeah, had even passed you know yeah. oh man time time does time time waits for nobody let me tell you i, I can't end it on that downer jesse so but uh they I won the world series Derek. the end of the world, they series. Won the world series. Better, yeah yeah that's how it ends that's the positive thing uh i'm seeing 
that Randy Johnson and because that would be funny. Sam Elliott and Kiefer Sutherland wearing the World <laughs> Series shirts holding. The I just don't know. Trophy. Sam Sam Elliott is seventy seven years old, Derek. Even with as great as CGI is, how is the man going to throw a ninety five mile an hour fastball? Hey, I, mean, I know hey, you like. I know hey. there are ways, but <laughs> it, and then we'll get a stand in. He'll be very tall. We'll CGI his face on. We'll fix it in post production. Don't worry about it. Okay, It'll look fine. Okay. Uh, Dirk, Dirk, Dirk Benedict is still alive. I almost said him, in fact. See? Yeah, Evan and I, we're both very old people. And uh, good. I'm glad to hear that because God bless Face from the A-Team. He was my favorite. Uh, Jesse, have you ever seen an episode of the A-Team? Of course not. I have no I idea. I, I just had about. to ask. I just had to ask. I just had to ask. And once again, prove to everybody what I'm up against over here when it comes to bantering with you uh on this show but, See, but i do that's, love that's you. what i like about us derek is We're, if, yeah. if you like stats if you like numbers i'm here for you mm-hmm. if you like pop culture references hey. derek's here for you if you like and, guys and between that drink the two of us steve austin's broken skull ipa on the show then that's what i'm here for there um but go. we thank you guys so much for watching the show uh you can follow us on twitter i am at cap underscore caveman with a k jesse is at jesse and friedman our show is at phnx underscore dbacks but of course all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports and that is on twitter facebook and instagram please if you're watching us right now go over to your favorite audio podcasting app subscribe leave us a five-star review we've covered this but jesse is a five-star man uh, and I hopefully do not subtract from that in any way. Uh, also, go over to YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to us there and sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of this fresh, hot-baked Arizona sports content we're putting out all the time out of the uh, PHNX Sports Bakery here uh, with all the stuff that we're doing. Or a bakery. Is there a bakery um, in the office, Derek, that I don't know no, about? It's, just, it's, it's a metaphor, but it's also the holiday season and bakeries make yeah. me smile and it's warm thoughts. By the way, I'm very I'm I'm 100% convinced that Costco pumps their bakery smells out into the parking lot for us to smell mm. so that we want to go inside and buy their delicious goods. That's just a conspiracy theory I want to throw out there. And I'm pretty sure I'm I'm right about that. But uh, we thank you guys for listening and shopping at Costco. Uh, On behalf of Jesse and myself, we appreciate (laughs) you guys so much. Uh, Don't forget, we will have another live show tomorrow. We were a little bit off schedule today, but we will be coming back to you live at 6 p.m. tomorrow uh, with more stuff to chat about. But we appreciate you guys tuning in. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you can bet on it.